motivated? Get educated. Get growing your property empire with the How To Property Podcast with your host, Ryan Luke. Everyone, welcome back to the How To Property Podcast. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about social media and how property businesses can really use social media to blow up their property brand, something that um, is done poorly by a lot of people. And I've got Ina Bakalovron, who is a specialist in uh, Instagram and social media for property businesses. So first and foremost, thank you for coming on, Ina. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. No, thanks for having me, Ryan. No problem. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to do a bit of a shameless plug before we get going. Um, as always, please leave a review if you are enjoying the podcast. I know I'm getting some great feedback and uh, really appreciate it. And if you are listening this particular week, we are running the five-day challenge, which starts on Monday. Get over to the Seven Figure Property Empire Facebook group. Get registered for the challenge. The winner of the challenge is going to get a one-to-one mentorship uh, scholarship with myself. So that will be a full three months of mentoring in your property business, um, absolutely free of charge. And the winner of the five-day challenge will, will get that. So get over to the Seven Figure Property Empire Facebook group if you want to get involved in that. Cool. Right. So let's go. Social media. Um, I am always on about marketing and I think it's a core element to property these days. I think a lot of people settle property businesses as a hobby, first and foremost. Most of them are accidental landlords working around jobs and they focus a lot on deal finding, which is a core element, but they kind of don't give anything towards brand building and social media presence, marketing lead generation. So I try and hammer home the importance of that. So it'd be great to have you on my side and um, sharing your thoughts on it as well. If you want to just give us a bit of insight into what your thoughts are around that sort of topic area. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's really funny because whenever I do one of these podcasts or interviews, I'm always talking to another marketer just by by default because they're the ones doing, you know, podcasting and things like that. So it's always a conversation about us saying how great like marketing is and how property people need to do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, they so do because it's, as you say, like if you just look at the people that are involved in property, a lot of them tend to be older. I mean, that's changing now, but like older men that aren't very te- like technologically savvy a lot of the time. Um, and you just find that a lot of people in property, they just don't use the full potential of social media. Um, and as I say, for me, it's like completely transformed my business. Um, I did it for other property businesses as well. And I'm just really keen for everyone, you know, like you are to really realize just how powerful it is. Yeah. I think the good thing about the property industry is there's that much property to acquire that everyone is quite willing to share knowledge because you can't really step on each other's toes, which is the good part of it. Um, what was, what would you say the, the game changer for you was when you, what, what, what were the key fundamentals? You know, if, if you were starting again, what would you implement straight away into your business with regards to that? Good question. So I literally, I feel like everyone goes through the same Oh, I hate using the word journey in property, but it is the same journey. Like we all, when we first get into property, start like hammering the networking events, which I think is great. Like you do need to do that at the start. But once you do it for like a year 
I, you know, for most people, I personally as well found that like I wasn't getting like the ROI on that networking. So mm-hmm. I'm based down south. I would spend like, you know, 30 quid just getting a ticket, going to the event. And a lot of the time it was like I made some good friends um, that I still have to this day, but like I wasn't really meeting people that were going to grow my business. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the time you're hoping to meet investors, but I've never met an investor at a networking event. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't I'd probably go against the grain on this, but I think they were a total waste of time in all honesty. Okay, good. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> I, uh, I think you can do all the networking you need on social media, or I call it business media, because I don't think you should be socializing online. I think you should be working online. But I, um, yeah, I, I, I went to a couple in the early days and realized the amount of time I spent in the car and the lack of value that I got from it wasn't worth the time or effort. I think there's a, a place for them, but COVID's probably changed things again by bringing them all into kind of Zooms and, you know, just bringing those meetings online. I think that's a much more productive way of doing it. But I still think, you know, as you say, a lot of people go there hoping for someone to just say, oh, here's a check for X amount of money. And that's not how the, that's not how the game works, you know. And I think you've got to work those relationships, but you can start those relationships on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And it's like, even if it's not investors, whoever you're looking for, you know, you get a lot of people going to the events looking for clients and it's like, or business partners. And it's like, whoever you're going to have that business relationship with, it's built up over time. It's not going to be like a one-off. I just met you at an event and now we're going to like, you know, JV together. Obviously that happens, but you need to like nurture it. Mm. And that's where, so you asked where the game changer was for me. It was when I just had enough of the networking events. I was like, it's not working. So I just said, I'm just going to put all this time into building um, my online presence. Um, and for me, that was on Instagram. Like you mentioned Facebook. I can't stand Facebook, so I just don't <laughs> use it. Right. Whereas, you know, you just find a platform that works for you. So, yeah, I mean... Ryan, you mentioned that you love Facebook. I personally can't stand it, so I don't really go on it. But I always just say to people, like, just pick one platform that you enjoy, that you feel at home at, and, you know, smash that. And then you can branch out instead of trying to do everything. Um, But, yeah, the reason I got into Instagram was basically because I met with um, a developer who actually we probably all know called Claire Norwood. She's, like, super inspiring, um and that was when I was starting to grow my property business and I just said to her like Claire nothing's working like I'm just not getting anywhere and she was like just get on social media that's literally just do that and I was like okay cool um and that's what I did and yeah the the reason things changed was just because I was putting my values out there I was just putting myself out there and then I was attracting people that shared those values to me. So I would then go to a networking event and I'd meet someone and they'd be like, oh, I know you. Like, I've seen you on Instagram. So they, they already know what you're about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's where it all kicked off. And like the coffees I started arranging through social media were just so much more fruitful because, you know, there was a mutual benefit. I was able to qualify people. It wasn't just you know like newbies sometimes wanting to just like soak up your knowledge um so yeah 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 no I agree I mean a lot of a lot of the stuff I see is 
they're just 90, 95% of people just pitching stuff. Like I've got a group which I, I don't really, I set it up ages ago. It's got a few thousand members and I almost just like let anything go in it. But the content <laughs> in there is just, you know, I am Dave, I've got a plastering company, easy number, give us a ring. You know, like absolutely no value at all. And I, I'm a deal source, I've got these deals, come and buy them off me. And, and these people are expecting big things, but they might get pockets of business, but it's not a long-term strategy. And I am a firm believer that you put value out there and when people are good and ready, they'll then contact you. But the leads will be a lot better. And by playing the long game on that, you'll end up with a much more robust robust pipeline and more robust business. So obviously you're doing it on Instagram. I tend to attack all the channels, but I do have support. Obviously I've got a marketing team, so that helps because you can leverage your time and you can yeah. you know, attack all the channels. But um, so many people in my eyes do it so wrong by just pitching, pitching, pitching and just add no value to anything in, in no one's life really. Yeah, no, I think and that I think that's why I don't know if you get a lot of people like bashing social media and saying, oh, well, it doesn't work. Well, it's just like you're not doing it right. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why this happens, but when people get on social media, they treat it like it's something different and they start spamming people and it's like but you wouldn't usually do that with your marketing like I'm assuming you wouldn't go and like just send a a million spam emails to people that haven't opted in so why are you going and dming people on instagram you know with your services and stuff like just because it's social media it doesn't work in a different way you can't just spam people um yeah yeah but yeah I think I I put a a good analogy is kind of (laughs) <laughs> when you're on holiday on the beach and the lovely, lovely man come up to you with the sunglasses and they're like chucking it in your face, you're like, honestly, mate, just clear off. Like, I'm not bothered. But the brands mm-hmm. like Ray-Ban, they're just constantly delivering value to their brand that when you're good and ready and you want to buy some sunglasses, you go and buy them. You don't, when exactly. you're good and ready to buy some sunglasses, you don't go and find the lovely, lovely man who's trying to chuck it in your face. But they will have pockets of results. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But as a long-term strategy, you know, building a brand out is much more powerful than just doing this sort of, you know, want, trying to get these quick hits and quick hits. And um, for me, it's, I, I don't think people have got the patience or the commitment to play the long game with their marketing and that's half a ball. Yeah, I think, and it's like, if you look at how like the big advertising agencies sort of run social for their clients, they for big brands and stuff, they they have a brand building strategy and a sales activation strategy. So a sales activation strategy is like, you know, the direct selling, you know, got an offer on or a discount and they combine the two, but they always have a bigger element of brand building and that builds very slowly over time. And the ROI is obviously greater the longer you do it, mm. but at the beginning, it's a lot lower. So people almost go for the low-hanging fruit they just do all the sales activation and they kind of ruin their brand so yeah I think with working with clients a lot of it is like adjusting their expectations it's like social media is a brand building exercise you can't just you know expect instant results you know you need to as you say give value and then eventually you can tap into that but 
if you're going and selling stuff straight away, it's just, it's not going to work. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I'm actually finding that like more and more now it flips on its head. Like at the beginning, as long as you play them both side by side. So at the beginning, it was a lot of time spent for me finding deals, prospecting, you know, searching the, the portals and doing all the hard yards. Whereas now, because the brand's building and we're continuing to deliver value and people, you become an influencer in certain groups and people know what you do, the leads start coming mm-hmm. to you. You know, like this morning, I woke up this morning to another lead, like which we've sent the contract out already this morning to, to onboard. You know, never spoken to them before, never met them before. And it's just extra revenue in the business that we didn't have to go and prospect. There was no time spent going to get that apart from the long-term building on the brand. So it kind of flips on its head over time. And I think it moves from having to do a lot of the prospecting to the lead start finding you. And obviously that's the better place to be, but you've got to be prepared to put the hard yards in and not get any results back for quite some time to then have that opportunity for the leads to then start piling in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Like no one finds the sort of prospecting fun. It's so much more, <laughs> life is a lot better when you've got business coming to you and you're not chasing people. Yeah. I think uh, one of the biggest gripes is cold calling the state agents. Um, but people aren't prepared to put the long game in on the marketing. So they're going to be calling the state agents for quite some time, I would say. Um, so, so yeah, so what, um, Instagram, what have you found works really well? What have you found doesn't work well? Yeah, good question. So I've like experimented for a long time, both with my own content and client content. Um, and I'd say there's like three, three key things with your Instagram content, but really any content you do on social media. So most importantly, it has to be value add. So what that means is like the audience comes away with something. Um, It doesn't mean that you have to always do like a how-to type post or like be educating. It's just after they've read your content, do they come away with something like a realization? Even if it's like you're talking about your personal experience, it's like talk about how you got there and you know what you realized and then the audience will come away with that as well so that's the first thing value add um second thing is authentic really important like it has to be you um and you know if you're outsourcing your social media and you've got your va to write your content i think most of the time people can tell when it's not coming from you so i always advise my clients like it's got to come from you the actual captions or the videos you know you can outsource the rest but the words need to come from you and be authentic Um, and what that means is like you're not trying to be anyone else you're just being you you're showing your values um, and, and not trying to sort of replicate anyone and then the third thing is is it engaging and I think this is more of like a technical point on how you do your content and how you write um lots of little tips and tricks you can use to make it more engaging but I always just say like when you're writing your captions 
this isn't just for social media but any sort of content write as if you're speaking to a friend don't start using all this convoluted language that you know like all this corporate jargon just speak directly to to the audience so use you and you know a 13 year old should be able to understand what you've said so don't use really technical language and that's what makes your your copywriting and your content engaging so yeah value add um engaging and authentic three yeah. things not just instagram but any no, social yeah, media. yeah yeah you're right, you're right i think I, I remember years ago i read um i think it's perry marshall's 8020 maybe and he's on about the, the you talk about the grade of the content there he's you know he is you should write as though you an eight-year-old can read it and understand it don't use complicated words and don't you know and that penetrates more than than anything um a quick tip that i've actually worked on recently is like multiplying content so Mm -hmm. how to get one piece of content across loads of you know different channels and that's kind of why we're expanding all the channels so for example i can shoot a youtube video but then we put it into rev and get it scripted and then we use the words out the script to then put it onto different social media channels with photographs and stuff but it's one piece of content so if you're the you know you talk about mm-hmm. being authentic there you you can still spend invest the time doing it but then you have your vAs or whoever then per- repurposing that content all around the place and you can use you know even that rev script could be a a few hundred words long you might just pick a, a sentence out of it and that can be a caption for a photograph for instagram or it could be y- your title or, or whatever it might be and and that's worked really well for us um really well and i think the personality a lot of people i don't know why but when i put myself on the company logo i found that the interaction went up you know yeah. rather than just having a faceless company logo that was a, a just a small tweak and, you know, we started getting more likes, we started getting more people following, we started getting more engagement because, you know, as you said, it's all about people want to people deal with people at the end of the day. They don't want to buy corporate brands. Mm-hmm. So I tell all my clients, I'm like, don't, you know, everyone I work with on Instagram, I'm like, you're doing a personal brand. I don't care if you've got a massive corporation behind you you're going to market yourself as the director of that company. And I want to see your face as much as possible because that's what people are going to connect with. Um, I think with social media, like people do hide behind their logo and they don't want to post anything about themselves, but that's what works and that's what people want to see. So yeah, I think for the majority, you said that for the majority having sort of mentors, you know, quite a few people now, the majority is it's confidence that, and it's the fear of, I guess it's the fear of being shamed by like, you know, I try and get all my mentees to, to go live as much as they can, because I do think videos is, is where things are going. I think everything's, you know, TikTok reels, everything's videos. And I think in in a few years time, everything's going to be videos. So I try and get them to get used to it. And so many people are like, just so scared of going live. And don't get me wrong, like I remember the first two I did and I hate it. And I still, I don't hate it now. I'm fine with it now, but it is just repetition of doing it over and over and over again that you get more comfortable with it. But you've got to get, you've, you've got to get yourself on video. You've got to get yourself out there. You've got to get your personality out there. Yeah, fully agree. And like, yeah, a few things to add to that. Like 
I yeah I find a lot of it is confidence and people are like oh I don't want to get out there because I'll be judged and it's like well if you're building your personal brand or you're trying to do something big you're always going to get judged like that you know you just need to get over that and and that's a mental block but another thing is people um because when I started out you know I was still at the beginning of my journey I didn't have a lot you know I had like one buy to let I was like what am I doing posting about property on on social media but actually you've got to realize like you don't have to be experienced you just have to document your journey and everyone has value to add you're not a lot of people say oh but who am I to talk about this and it's like you're not saying you're an expert you're just saying this is what I've learned and I'm sharing my journey it's not you're not saying you know everything um so yeah it's just these mental blocks that people need to get over because a lot of the time it's like if people don't want to see your stuff they'll just skip over it or they'll unfollow you they're not gonna like leave you most of the time they're not going to leave you like a nasty comment they're just not going to interact with you like what's the worst that could happen you know I know, I know. yeah i mean even if uh, you know i get on the paid ads and stuff like that you do get the dickheads who want to uh <laughs> leave all the shite but they what they don't actually realize is they're actually helping the engagement of your post so it actually lowers your cost per click so they're actually doing you a favor in the long run but yeah i mean if 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 something's not getting engaged within 24 48 hours now it's gone anyway so even if someone does leave a, a bad comment, it's gone, you know, 24 hours later, it's, it's, it's old news. So, um, but yeah, no. Okay. Awesome. Um, so top three tips done. Have you got any questions for me? Yeah. Do you want to just share a bit more about how, um, socials like helped your journey? Cause you seem to, you know, to be on my side with it. So do uh, you yeah. Share, like- um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I built a property business by, doing marketing rather than I think a lot of people will build a property business first and then they start to do a bit of marketing to try and enhance the business. I definitely scaled at the pace I scaled through doing it through marketing at the beginning. So way back, you know, in my early years, you know, I was always involved in like lead generation. I had a lead generation company. So I've always kind of been involved in, in marketing and lead generation and, um, for some reason, I get probably just as much of a buzz from a lead coming through from my marketing than acquiring a property. I don't know why, even though yeah. um, the return on the investment's not as great. But it's just, I think there's something about doing a bit of content that engages with people and then they want to take action. So I really dug into Facebook. And now I don't actually spend that much money on paid ads. It's very much generic stuff that we do and just... Uh, some clever sort of strategies, engagement, and and really just pushing the marketing side as much as possible to build the brand. Hardly ever pitch. It's all just you know value, value, value. And when people want to work with us, then then work with me. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get scared of adding value because they think they're giving all their secrets away. But there's no secrets. I'm sorry. Yeah. You just you know. So I was just saying, like, nothing we all teach is a secret. Like, there's so much knowledge. You can find everything out for free. It's how you market it and how you, yeah, package it and help actually help people. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's, yeah, it's just give value. And when people want to engage with you, they'll engage with you. And, you know, that's kind of all I've lived by from the start. And, And then we deliver that on the back end as well and make sure that, 
you know, if we're promising we're going to do X, Y, and Z, we do X, Y, and Z. And then that that's built and scaled. And yeah, so I, I do feel like marketing is where it's at. I spend a lot of time with the marketing department, probably over any other element of the business. And I think that's how we're scaling it at kind of the pace that we are. Nice. And what would you advise? Because a lot of the people I work with, you know, they are either just getting into property or they are quite small, like they don't have any form of audience. So what would you do if, you know, let's just say you you had 300 followers on Instagram, like what strategy would you advise they follow? For me, I think you've just got to be consistent and not worry about followers, not worry about results, just be consistent. So commit to, you know, posting probably twice a day maybe possibly once a day and and, you know and just being consistent with the posts that you're putting out there so I like to mix it up between sort of an inspirational post something to do with education something to do with what's going on in the business something to do with probably family life and kind of just having I have like the core five buckets of things that I, I like to drop in there and I like to rotate those buckets and Make sure that you're hashtagging because, you know, use your 30 hashtags, you know, drag people into your audience. And then over time, you'll build a following. Um, I haven't got that massive of a following on Instagram, really, but it's Instagram's probably not been our focus. Facebook was definitely the focus, always has been. So that's where I spend most of the time and we work working. But Instagram's starting to build a bit now and and we'll probably put a lot more focus on it in the last few months, maybe the last six, seven months. And I think once you start getting past, you, you have like milestones, don't you? It seems like when you get to 500, you then sort of get to 1,000. And when you get 1,000, you go to 2,000 quite quickly. And then it kind of jumps quite a lot. So uh, and I think the same with kind of YouTube and, and all your and Facebook and things like that as well. So just be consistent. And anything to do with building a business is about consistency. And if you give up, then, well, it only goes one way, and that's not the right way. So, yeah, that would be my top tip on that, I would guess. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, do you want to – I, I like to connect people. That's kind of how I wrap the show up. So how can people get in touch with you? What's, where do you want them to, to reach out to you on? Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I'm always there. It's Ina, just I-N-A. And then you can just search property and I'll come up. Don't think there's any other Enas in property. <laughs> cool. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for having you and uh, coming on the show. Thank you very, very much. I'm sure the podcast is a bit um, different to most property podcasts. We do tend to cover a lot of marketing lead gents. This is a perfect fit. And um, thank you very, very much for coming on. No, thanks, Ryan. That was fun. Okay. Cheers. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>